TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. Stay with me, the show about the show, the show within the show. This is the podcast about the radio show. You can find it on the DA Show's podcast feed. Of course, search the DA Show anywhere you get your podcasts. Also on its own podcast feed or inside the free Odyssey app. And another plug for all of our podcast content. You can get the show. You can get the PGP. You can get One Giant Step by Mraz. You can get New York Accent by me. All podcasts that are heard anywhere that you get your podcasts. There's one word that I can use to describe post-show Wednesday. Frosty. And I'm not talking about a Wendy's dessert. Although it might be for some on the way home. It's a frosty it's a frosty newsroom right now. Nearing the end of Wednesday's show, I wanted to update the NIT Bracket Challenge standings as the NIT has now decided its final game. The championship game has been has been decided. It is UAB versus North Texas. None of us have any of those teams left except for Pat Boyle, who had North Texas in the championship game. So he can earn some more points. I don't know if he has them winning the whole thing. I don't think that he does. But either way, we know that you're the loser. You've got no teams left, no points left to be earned. You're in last place, and you lead Bilotti by one point. And that's that. You're going to be the loser, and boom. (laughs) And I just wanted to update the standings on that, and then that's been decided. And Cap says in the G chat, just to note that this wouldn't have happened, Pete would have lost unless we allowed him to have that second bracket. And so I just read this on the air, and Pete is furious. (laughs) Furious. We're not doing this. We knew this. Won't talk about it. Going out to break calls you a fat ass. Uncalled for. During commercial break, won't look at any of us. I believe calls you a jackass at some point. I don't know, maybe... Go bleep yourself or something uh, like that? Definitely go bleep yourself, and it wasn't bleeped. <laughs> and after the show is over, he quickly gets up, exits the studio in the newsroom. I try to chit-chat. He wants nothing to do with me. <laughs> He's really mad, and I can't believe this because, A, it's a stupid NIT bracket bet. B, he can't lose. There's no way he can lose. C, it's just ridiculous show content why is he so mad why why is he so mad and so mad at everybody (laughs) so full disclosure you're gonna get a lot of this in the pgp because me and bogues just tackled about eight minutes on this because bogues came to his defense let me just say this there's no reason to be mad 
under any circumstance. There's no reason to be mad. Even if the absolute worst case scenario happened where, you know what? We decided court, whatever, Pete, you did some funny business here. Like, even if it wasn't a joke and it was like full-blown, you lost. Then the absolute pinnacle of worst case scenario is you get hit in the face with a kielbasa and dumped in a pool. Like, at its worst. So how could you be that angry? So, I don't know. I, I don't know why he's that mad. I, if I had to guess, DA, it's that, wink, wink, we all kind of knew that I lost two weeks ago. And I think it's the idea that Pete kept reminding us, hey, just so you guys know, this is over, Morazos. And you kept telling Pete off air, yeah, well, we're stringing along, along the drama, which I still don't understand who was caught in the drama of that. <laughs> but maybe that's what rubbed them the wrong way, that he spent two weeks telling everybody he was over, then to find out today that there could be funny business. <laughs> but again. No, I disagree. I don't think that's it. Well, what is it then? So what ended up happening was Mraz's, all of his potential points expired two rounds ago because you, your bracket was so bad and you couldn't earn any more points. And so you were in last place and you couldn't earn any more points. So we kind of knew, we did know you were going to lose. Well, let me just And I just didn't want to announce it during the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight of the NIT because then it's like, why even bother waiting until the NIT Championship? So now that the NIT Championship is settled, I said, okay, we can announce that you've officially lost. <laughs> right, as if we needed the big NIT Championship reveal. <laughs> Everybody was hanging on watching all those NIT games, wondering who was going to win. Well, people, I think, are interested in knowing who's going to be slapped to the kielbasa at Bob's yeah, Bar. I, I agree. So this is the only thing I will disagree with this take on. I agree that people were interested in who was losing. I don't think that waiting a week and a half to tell anybody that necessarily mattered because I don't think anybody tuned into last night's UAB <laughs> game going, there's a lot on the line here at the DA show. But it's simultaneous. Oh, they're talking about the NIT. Oh, Bogues just mentioned it's a championship game and an update. I wonder who lost the bracket. Okay. I think there's something to I, I playing it out. But that's Fair. not why I think Bilotti is mad because this was actually over two weeks ago and whatever. I think it's the questioning of integrity. I think that's always it with Pete. He never, he never wants to be seen as the guy that could be cheating the system. So he has bucked against this many times. When Bogish brings up that he put his finger under the scale when weighing his lunch at a local establishment. When he is brought up, did he take the... Is he allowed to take the sandwich home, the breakfast home for lunch if I buy it for you, or do you have to eat it as breakfast? I think there's always, for Pete, he does not want his integrity questioned. What, how he takes his days off, What is he taking them off for WrestleMania or not? Don't question it. Yeah. It's just a day off. Why? Well, you could say he has days to burn in March. Right? <laughs> I, I think it always comes down to this, and that we question his integrity of a second bracket popped his lid. I, that might be the case, and I'm here to tell you this. We are a show, right, wrong, and different, and we're going to rub people the wrong way. Whether you work on this show or at least work for CBS Sports Radio, we are going to question everybody's integrity. It's constant. Me, you, constant. bogish, Pete, and I don't care what kind of funny business you have going at home, this Mr. Integrity that Pete might portray to his family and stuff at home, and maybe they're listening on the radio. If you do some crap, we're going to call you out on it. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but Pete filling out a second bracket after Bogus texts us about Villanova is a little bit of some crap. And the only reason I'll say that is, and I know Bogus came to the defense of Pete saying, 
you know, I, I had some trouble logging in. And I know that we weren't running this on CBSSports.com because nobody's running an NIT bracket. I know it was some Fakakta website that Kaplan had to cook up. I understand all of that. But I remember getting the text about Villanova. I, too, had them losing. I changed them to losing the first round. DA, I went in. I stared at it. It was a little confusing because it didn't act like my bracket was saved. I went back and saw that it was. All you had to do, and I'm guilty of this of other things, was take two minutes, a deep breath, play around with it, and you would have saw that you were able to log in and edit it out. Pete, because he's so rushed and claims to be so busy at every turn, Mr. Busy Man, just simply filled out a second bracket and told Cap, use this one. So I think Pete's inherent laziness in this matter came back to haunt him in this joke, and I think he knew that, and that's why he went on high alert, because he knew he could have taken the two minutes to edit out, and it freaked him out that he was getting called on because we don't miss a damn thing. Huh. I don't think Pete views himself as lazy here. I don't think he's insecure about that. There's, there's things to be lazier than changing your NIT bracket. I think there he might be worried that it looks bad. He might be worried that there is a second bracket because we all fill that one bracket and then there's a Pete the Body 2. And it does make him stick out like a sore thumb in the leaderboard because it says Pete the Body 2. Right. And, And again, for Cap, I don't know what really happened if Cap just deleted to make sure there was no confusion. But Cap's aware that the bracket would have looked different without Pete the Body 1. It, It's a bad look. It is a bad look. And I'm sorry, that's on Pete. But I actually, I take... Let me reframe this a little bit. I think what Cap's point was is we gave Pete and and whoever changed their bracket a mulligan and it saved Pete or else he would have lost. Right. I don't think he was saying Pete should be punished also. I think he was just yes. saying this is kind of crazy how this unfolded. Because I don't think I changed my bracket after learning if Villanova was going to hold out two players or two players just begged out or something. I forget. I had Villanova it. losing in the second round originally, so I just changed him to losing in the first round. That was it. So it would have been the difference of one point for you, although you and Bladi are different by one point. So maybe it would have made some difference. But, you know, I guess I guess the point is Pete was the most worried about the punishments. And then we got a bracket. Everybody filled out a bracket. And then suddenly Pete wanted to change his bracket, so much so that we had to ask for an allowance. I didn't, but Bogish did. Can we change it? And Cap could have said yes or no. Right. And it's before the game's ever tipped, by the way. It wasn't like anything was starting. And Cap said, yes, you're allowed to change your your brackets. And so Pete did. And so it's just funny that without that edit, Pete would have lost his worst nightmare. But it, yeah, all right, that's fine. And you're right. But still, at, if we really go at the core of this, from the beginning, this has been such a problem with Pete. We barely got this bracket challenge off the floor because of Pete. Because we were all ready to just eat a bug or whatever, and he couldn't do that. And then he couldn't do this. We had to dedicate an entire segment to all of us, by the way. Uh, mind you, when Pete wants to talk about extra work, all of us had to do extra work and taking time at night to think about five punishments to run by. Like, we all spent extra time because of Pete doing work. Then we spent a whole segment revealing these, and then Pete... Like, you know, uh, you know, King Tut sits on the chair and waves his wand at what punishments he'll approve and not. We did this whole process with him. So when the whole thing ends, the punishments that he okayed because we had so many vetoed, he still nearly has a heart attack on air and crushing us. Like, how dare you? 
Like, it's it's just this whole thing has been nonsense with Pete from the beginning. And I mind everybody. North Texas is playing who? Bugalo U? <laughs> UAB. UAB? Bugalo. Think about this. We're, we're talking about a tournament. Is UAB playing North Texas in Vegas in front of two people. That's your champion. We're doing a bet that involves getting hit with kielbasa with three hot dogs in your mouth. And Pete, it's like the end of the world. Why? <laughs> Why is that the end of the world? I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be embarrassed. I guess he just doesn't oh, want to stop. Doesn't want to be embarrassed with a bracket, questioning his integrity. You know, funny business, kielbasa slap, eating bugs. He doesn't want to be embarrassed. All these years later, though, all these years. I mean, we're in 2023 now. We've worked with Pete 2017, yes. six years. Yes. Okay. Don't you think a light bulb would go off in Pete's head? Hey, if I don't overreact here, they'll lay off. Like, this is why I kept going on and on and on, because the more angry he gets, the better radio it is, even if it's worse for us off radio. You would think at some point he would get the bit, you know? I, I And I'm guilty of this in, in my own stuff. Like, I should stop opening my mouth. Like, on Wednesday, I stood dumbfounded at the idea that Wooly Mammoths didn't exist. And I was serious, like, wow, that's crazy. I never thought about that. They really don't exist. I just assumed they were off of some other continent. <laughs> I should know better than to keep up my mouth. But in the end, I just don't care about the repercussions. He, like, just know better than to overreact. If you don't overreact, it's not funny. I'm going to move on to the next thing. Like, that's crazy to me. Well, that is true. He cannot help himself. He wears his heart in his sleeve. Oh. I mean. It's a bracket challenge over meat in the mouth. <laughs> it's not like we asked him to run naked but up it, Times Square. It do- that doesn't even matter. He's not going to lose. He can't lose. He's not going to lose. He's not going to be suddenly voided. Okay. He's well, not really angry that he could lose. He's angry that we questioned his integrity. Or he's angry that we might try to pull some funny business where he, in the end he still has to pay off a punishment after everything we put him through with the punishment. Like he doesn't trust us that we will make oh, him do something. Oh, okay, maybe. Like like they're going to try to make me do this. <laughs> Which Now I want to. Like I want to hit him with a surprise punishment at Bob's bar, although it could ruin the whole day. It's such a sin, too, because I was shocked. I think it was Monday. I was like, man, Pete's in such a good mood for a Monday. I think yeah. it was Monday. He was on cloud nine on it's Monday. It's like the Soup Nazi episode of Seinfeld. You don't know if you, whether you should ask for your bread or not. <laughs> so who knows what Thursday is? And now I got a home show tomorrow. He's yeah, great. Running high. Now I got to deal with he's it. He's not going to be happy. No, he's not. If that connection flickers for a minute, I'm toast. You better hope there ain't a snow flurry in Warwick, oh. New York tomorrow. Oh, my God. The pounding. He loves the pounding <laughs> now. That's how he gets the anger out. Not happening! <laughs> Seems like the oil boil thing that we came up with last week has been a bit of a hit. Got legs. It has legs. Oiled Be- legs. People have been joking like, uh-oh, I'm coming in from so-and-so. I better I better not come anymore, or I don't know if I'm going to do this anymore, or whatever. But everyone's kind of like in on the joke, LOL, ha, ha, ha. So I think well, people are into it. I think that it's accomplished a couple things here. I think it actually has encouraged some who might have been thinking about coming from far away. To, you know, that's kind of cool. I, you know, I, even if it's a prize they don't want, they're acknowledging yes. like it's like a, an honor yes. to be the furthest one out because we've gotten several of those like Google Maps screenshots tweeted us like not one person a couple people have done this so and I think sick and twistedly those saying they don't want to oil boil kind of want to oil boil 
You know why? Because it makes them part of the show. Everybody, if, if you're going to travel from far away to Bob's Bar to do this, you love the show and you'd want to be part of the show in right. some way, not just a, a bystander to the back of the crowd, you know, not getting introduced or whatever. You know, if you get to Oil Boil, it's you a, get to be part of the show. It's a guaranteed memory, right? You go back home to your local yeah. affiliate, you're in the supermarket, you're the Oil Boil guy. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. So... You know, who knows? And maybe we'll raffle off other people that can oil Body parts. <laughs> All right, the thumb. Who gets the thumb? Inner right thigh. No, Marie, you already won the other one. No, you already have half a boil. I think it's a really good idea. Now, we haven't run it by boil. We haven't run anything by anybody. <laughs> we haven't run the date by our bosses, although we just know they're going to let us do it. We haven't run anything by Badlands. Um, Let me I tell barely you run this by my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I know the date is okay though, because one of our bosses listened to the show, listened to the segment where we did the oil boil segment, not of the PG people when we talked about it on the air and all of the potential events that we would have there and emailed me. It was like, that was so funny. In fact, I think he called it uproariously funny. So yeah, actually I got the same word. Now I know which boss. Yes. So the, the date has been set. They haven't said no. They've heard the segment. We're okay. Yeah. And even if we weren't okay, we were going to be okay. <laughs> Just this what it is. Uh, it's interesting. So the oil boil, the hot dog slap, we should be able to get Badlands, no problem. Have you have you considered reaching out to members, old members of the show that may or may not have been suspended and or banned? Well. Because that was floated on the radio, so it's not like we got to hide from it. Reaching out, I'm, I'm mid-text during these PGPs. Put it this way. There is going to be a sound check played at some point over the next two days. A new sound check that could help further a thong of somebody appearing at Bob's Bar. Really? That's a tease. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, wow. Wow. And it was going to be a surprise sound check for you specifically, but just know that something's sitting there. Wow. Yeah. I think it's going to be a real treat for the audience. I have big expectations for the Bob's Bar Show, and I think they're going to deliver. I think the show's in a really good place. I think the listeners are really into it. We've got our feet under us with this event. We've done it two years in a row. This will be the third. Yeah. Is that right, or do we have to? No, take... no, no. We did it post-pandemic. Okay. So 21, 22, 23. That was like our coming back together. Right. Oh, yes. That's right. So I think this, we're set up for big-time action. And even if you can't make it, obviously it's going to be in, on video. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. But I have, I've got a sense this one's going to be a big, biggie. This is a biggie on a lot of levels. Yeah, I mean, it's Father's Day weekend on Long Island, Bob's Bar, people traveling, oil, kielbasas. <laughs> Sausages. Maybe maybe whoever comes from the shortest distance oils the kielbasa. <laughs> <laughs> upside down Mike, come on. Exactly, exactly. Although I haven't heard from Upside Down Mike in a while. you got to see him in Twitter what's going on. When we played on Wednesday's show, the imaging from 108, 108 the Cactus in Tucson for Big Baby and the Landfill, I didn't tell you about it. No. I gave it to Pete to put in the system. I say, keep this under wraps until we're going to deliver it as a surprise. What was your initial reaction? Amazing. 
better imaging than we actually have on the <laughs> DA show, which was which was saying something. And the voice was so, to me, local <laughs> radio. Like, there's this guy on Long Island, Roger Luce, who's like the big host on this rock station, the WBAB. He also doubles as the Islanders PA guy, and it sounds exactly like that, you know, and he'll go through whatever random sponsor, power play. That's exactly how it sounds. And it made me fired up. It was the first time I heard something that said, maybe I could do something else. <laughs> I thought about I had never thought about selling my house. I thought about Tucson for a couple of seconds. <laughs> and how great the cactus could be. So, yeah, okay, so beyond that, wait, unpack it for me. What would you, would you, where do you think it came from? What do you think it's about? Okay, so full disclosure, when you first started saying it, I said, oh, my goodness, somebody in Tucson really reached out to him. <laughs> I believed it at first. And then I realized when you said the station, like, there's, I don't think FM goes up to 108. So I definitely don't think that that's right. Uh, and I don't think that that's the station Kyle in Tucson <laughs> often calls from. So that that tipped me off to it was wrong. But then when you played it, the, the Metropolis made me realize, wow, this really came together in like one day. So my thought was, <laughs> and I don't know this, was that Allen and Legal? The same voice? No. No? No. no. Wow, because I, I tried to think. I'm like, that could be Alan and Legal playing it up. No. And I thought you just spruced together the own production. You gave somebody a script. Okay. Yeah. No. No, that wasn't Alan and Legal. But that's very good snooping by you to recognize that FM does not go up to 108. Yeah, that, that was, much I knew. That was purposefully done to okay. give you a station that sounded real. <laughs> That actually was not a real radio station. And I did Google quickly, 108.3, the cactus, and nothing came up. I'm like, all right, I'm in the clear. They didn't actually reach out to him. Because it would have became real awkward real quick. When we played that segment, though, many people on Twitter were cracking up laughing. That was so good. My sides actually hurt. My stomach hurt from laughing, so it's got to be a 12DA. But a couple of people on YouTube comments were like, Mraz is going to leave. Mraz is out of here. Mraz is going to I think I planted my flag here. I got a sinkhole and two kids. <laughs> and uh, it is it is funny. I I think people would be really crushed if you left. Yeah, I mean, again, I need to stress this. I guess anything could happen in life. Like, I am not. Uh, I'm not somebody who likes change nor am I sending resumes to, to Pompton Lakes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to know people care. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. It's a great joke to do you and Tucson with Big Baby Davis. <laughs> people get a little flustered when you yeah. talk about it. Like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't talk about that. But I love how they'd be more scared of me leaving here than Big Baby leaving Boston <laughs> sitting on the sitting court side. He can leave Celtic games. We just can't lose Morass here. But people do get a little... <laughs> A little itchy. Well, they don't want their routine broken up right. either. And look, you see, no offense, you know, I leave. Is Pete doing hippopotamus jokes? <laughs> I mean, the guy can't even have a bracket challenge without taking it too serious. First time in my life, I'd say show could be in trouble. <laughs> Sense of humor. Hippopotamus joke. <laughs> what What was the animal? Woolly mammoth. Woolly mammoth. Oh, like hippopotamuses? No. Woolly mammoths are like huge elephants, but they're woolly. That's what Ray Romano played in Ice Age, right? They were yeah. woolly mammoths? Yeah. You mean to tell me that those don't exist? They have the trunks no, and everything? No, no. 
They were huge. They were even bigger than elephants. And they were woolly. Like you know what woolly means. <laughs> no, they had, well, you, like in Ice Age, they had hair all over them. That Elef- means woolly? Elephants don't. Yeah, that's the woolly. That's so the woolly part. We couldn't go with the more exotic end. You mean it's like wool? Yeah, it's not exactly wool, but yeah, that's it's the it's the fur that's kind of the hair, the fur, the whiskers, whatever that is. So you think for an extinct animal, we could have a more mature name than woolly mammoth? <laughs> I guess. Did you think all the animals in Ice Age were still alive? Well, I mean, I'm never going to go to Antarctica. I assumed. I mean, well, penguins are there. So why, if penguins are there, why wouldn't Ice Age has penguins? Fairly certain. It's been a, like a year. Since yeah, I they Ice are Age. kind of like side, like they make the side jokes. M- mainly Ice Age is Scrat, which is that like little squirrel yeah, guy. I was say like little like rodent type things. But yeah, like, I mean, you really go to Florida, matter. there's bobcats and alligators. There's a plenty of places, uh, kangaroos in, uh, in Australia. It's not like I'm sitting there studying. Like, I don't know. You can tell me there's some kind of random animal in Egypt and I would have no idea. Yeah. And you know, like the big ones, like the core fours, you know, <laughs> a lion, a horse. You're aware that the dodo bird is extinct. Never heard of it. No, I've heard of it. I I mean, why is that extinct? There's birds. Birds are birds. Well, the dodo bird, I guess that was hunted quite a bit in the 17 and 1800s, and then they hunted them out, and so they're, they're all gone. Uh, I'll say this. It's like the most famous extinct animal that we killed as human beings, not like a meteor or ice age or something. So like you talked about the shallow pool theory about knowing yes. a lot of things a little bit about. This would be one of my fallacies. I, every time I hear an animal is endangered, I immediately think, all right, we're going to figure this out. Like, that's kind of my philosophy, right? I could have sworn, unless I'm wrong, wasn't the bald eagle endangered for, like, a long time? It was, yes. And I always said to myself, they always figure this out. All right, all right, we're going to stop. We're going to chill out. So, to me, when I hear, like, extinction, I only think dinosaurs. Mm. I assume, unless it's like a like a unicorn that's a made-up animal, that <laughs> these animals are existing somewhere on this big planet. I'm just not paying close enough attention <laughs> because I'm worried about the Cowboys practice squad. <laughs> well, you're kind of half right. Because nowadays, if, th- if something becomes endangered, we have far more resources, knowledge, awareness to protect an animal that's endangered. So you can put them in preserves, put them in okay. zoos, protect them, repopulate them. So that's what happened to the bald eagle. We were down to some dire numbers. Bison as well, the buffalo. Really? Very, very low after the Cowboys days, not Dallas, like. 1800s and we're doing bison burgers now yeah it was it was it was scary how scarce they were and now we've repopulated them to the point where we can have bison burgers so they're much more popular but still not what they once were so they were hunted nearly to extinction by mostly the americans of the old west and but if you go back 100 years 200 years they didn't have the same awareness that like uh uh-oh if we kill them off they're gone for good we didn't there was no there were no conservation really back then. Gotcha. And so now we have more knowledge. So therefore, when you hear an animal's in danger, we probably will take care of it. Probably. There's not, we can't save everything. There's a right. few of them that are in really bad shape, but probably. Okay. But like the dodo bird got hunted out probably early 1800s or something. And there you're never going to get it again. You think we're missing the dodo bird as, as an <laughs> well, ecology? It's just as sad that there's animals that we just killed off because we just wanted yeah. to kill animals. Oh, rest in peace to the dodo bird and the woolly mammoth. Yeah. The woolly mammoth. Yeah. So how do we get here? Oh, because I, I think I was just saying you won't get that out of Pete. <laughs> oh, right. 
if I left for Tucson and the listeners are devastated. Also, you're contractually obliged to stay with the show because then we'd have no Bob's Bar show. Well, see, that I think you'd still be okay. On. You think so? Yeah. Now, I might get crap from my sisters if I'm somewhere else and they're cleaning up, getting ready for you and Pete and Cap to come <laughs> over. But I think you could, I think that you're close enough with Bob. You could arrange that. Do you think that your sister is going to be mad when she finds out that we spent so much time talking about her ducking the responsibility on getting landscaping paid for? We'll find out on Friday. I got to go over there for Easter egg coloring. <laughs> I think it's also lawn cutting day probably over there. We will find out because I know I got a text. You know, I told you the text. Do You made it out to be like, I didn't try. I talked to them. I, again, much like <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Wait, do you care that Rob in the 321 thinks you skirted a landscaper? I mean, who cares? And to wrap up with this, I just saw Shep in the newsroom. He's in here, interestingly, very early today. I think he's got a meeting with the boss or something. Yeah, very early. His show starts at 10 p.m. It's, it's not even <laughs> noon. A little early. But we talked about this last year at the Bob's Bar show. I think his career pivoted. <laughs> I think when he grabbed the mic and he was addressing the crowd and then Schwartz said, are you for real? I forget exactly <laughs> what, what the exact term was. And it became this war of words where, like, Shep stuck, stuck. He he stepped out of bounds. He was, you know, it was too about him. He didn't realize, you know. <laughs> since... The image of Bogus opening the cooler because <laughs> Shep has his microphone and he was done. The scolding, the whatever that was. Since then, Shep and Jair have become must-listen-to radio great it's a staple of sound check in the best way possible not that we're clowning it all the time we, we think it's awesome it's hysterical yeah people are saying what's better late night jr and shep or Connor mcdavid and leon dreisaitl you can't you know you don't know what you want more <laughs> and then we also played the clip where he gave jack advice on the air about you know being natural being yourself i just told him that i said shep i thought that was one of your best moments you own that moment you taught jack a lesson there thanks Maria. thanks man so is it funny that bob's bar can make or break a career. And in Shep's case, he's been he's been a superstar since it. And probably made Greg Caserta's career. I think you're right. I now, think it Caserta was just the guy with the high noons. Now Caserta's hey, you know, he got to the point he was co-hosting shows when me you're when I right. was out and you were out. He got to co-host on the show from showing up to Bob's Bar and just being like a stud that day. Well, some bagels and high noons. Next thing you know, you know, three months later, he's a big focal point on the show. Remember the Greg Caserta chance at the end of the night? Yeah, Greg Caserta. <laughs> the Rangers were winning a game. You're right. Towel was going nuts. Stayed at the crack then. I mean, I, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back because somehow we're like the kingmakers around here, but it goes to show you, if you play your cards right, you can... The Bob's Bar show can really build your career. Yeah. I mean, Badlands. I mean, the record sales went through the roof after that. Of his albums? Yes. His singles he puts out about his... eating hot dogs on, on Surf Avenue. Pretty sure. That's what I read. It's why Bobby V didn't win the mayor of Stamford, you, Connecticut. You're right. You don't cross it. I haven't seen Art Garfunkel pump out of the record either. <laughs> All right, more on the twisted reality that is uh, the DA show and this NIT bracket challenge coming up with Bogish on side B. How to do to do? It's Mraz and Bogish. Side B is here. How the heck are you? And Bogues, it's Mraz, it's you, Bogues. What's going on, pal? Hey, Sean, how are you? <laughs> Very subdued, Andrew Bogish. All right, well, we are coming right out of. 
uh, a Wednesday show on the DA show. Yes, we're taping this after Wednesday's show. So full disclosure, Side A has not yet been recorded. So I'm sure we will tackle a ton of things that you've already listened to at the time you're listening to this. So just understand that when I ask Bogues the following question. Why does Pete get so mad at nonsense? Because you won't leave him alone. Because Cap won't leave him alone. And that's why I'm subdued here because I'm all for having fun with Pete. 95% 95% of the time, he creates the scenario where we give him heat and then, you know, quote-unquote, deserves it. <laughs> but today, Wednesday, was an unsolicited attack from from the Wizard of Lodge DA. Sitting, and you know what? I, you know, I take that back. I don't know Cap's motives. In the past, Cap loves to be a you-know-what stir, and that's great. I get, I like to do that as well. And I oftentimes have Pete as my victim. Is my target. I think Cap was just pointing out that had Pete not changed his bracket, he would have lost. I don't think that Cap was suggesting any shenanigans from Pete. That's where you come in. Okay. You took it as shenanigans, unsolicited, unnecessary, and Pete went Pete. There's a couple parts of this. Number one, first and foremost, the first thing I say is I'm going to pay off the punishment no matter what. Which gets completely ignored by Pete. I'm going to play off the punishment. First of all, I want to pay off the punishment. Which is a whole other thing we right. need to get to. All right. I want to pay it off no matter what. I will pay it off no matter what. But whether joking or not, and you talked about, you know, the problems with the bracket and the and let's face it. Very budgeted system here. It's not like we're, we're living on a real, uh, uh, what would you call it? A forum, not a forum, a domain. Let's say it's something that Cap has to come up with via the company. I was able to just simply log in with my login, go back. It's a little confusing how to edit it out, but I was able to edit it out. Pete, I can guarantee, guarantee that Pete had the ability, if he just took a second, played around with it, would have been able to do what I did, but freaked out, filled out a second bracket, and Cap removed it from the live standings, which, fine. We all know Pete's real bracket. Obviously, I admitted I edited out Villanova. I just did it a different way. Obviously, Pete did not lose the bracket challenge. He changed his bracket. But let's also not act like Pete doesn't panic because he rushed through something and filled out a second bracket. He leaves himself open up to this. Well, except in this scenario, he he didn't because... Your sentence just stops at Pete only had one bracket and his bracket didn't lose and that's it. But the fact that he had to fill out a second one instead of just editing it when I know he could have edited it. Except though, as I said on the air, as of whatever, I can go back and find the exact time, but the afternoon of the first game, I couldn't log in. Okay. And even, forget all this for a second. With all that even being truthful and the case, Pete has to know at his core, we have set the rules up and I just said I was gonna I was gonna pay off the bet. What is he so worried slash angry about? Well, because it's coming from you. He's just tired of you and your nonsense. And you were no, it's coming from Cap. I mean, and you were but you questioning can... his integrity, which he t- he values very highly. But the reason I question his integrity and have fun with it, it's like a chicken and an egg thing, is because he constantly gets so angry about this stuff. Right. If. All he had to do on the air was play off, like, guys, come on, this is not the... Or just or own it and own it in a funny way where it's entertaining. 
Instead, his anger only fe- it's like putting coal in an oven. It's only feeding the beast. And he does so much of this to himself. And I would I'd be there with you lockstep. We've had this very conversation before. So many times that I can't remember the last one because they all blend together. But today came out of nowhere. And I think the other frustration, I don't mean to speak for Pete, was that you lost last week or maybe even the first week of the whole thing when you were out without three Final Four teams almost immediately. You were never going to catch up. So we were, you know, this was being strung along, carried along because of the limitations, because we're doing an NIT bracket and nobody does a real one. You know, we, we can't project how many points are available like you can at anybody's. Well, even if we did, we had to figure it out. This is where I will say. So I got to know where you're dropping an elbow on Pete for no reason. Because Pete did nothing wrong here. Okay. But it, I was blindsided, albeit and very funny today, with imaging that there was Big Baby in the landfill. Yeah. Okay? Nobody told me that was coming. Me neither. Okay? Did I get angry? How dare you? Are you suggesting I go move to Arizona? Like, if the rules reverse, see how ridiculous that is? Pete would say, so you guys don't even want me on the show anymore. You want me in Arizona. Like, that is how he would react to that. And he, I, I think that, that that's a problem. He he might. And in general, Pete, absolutely over. I mean, I still don't understand why he's so against parking cars right. at, your, at the Bob's Bar show. But when we badger him all of the time, every once in a while... He's right to be upset. And don't I don't you think a light bulb, though, would go off where it would say, hey, if I stop getting so upset, maybe they'll stop badgering me all the time? Or should the light bulb be that we need to leave Pete alone a little more, pick our spots oh, better? Oh, no, I'm going to fight you on that. Go ahead. I get picked on five days a week, sometimes right, sometimes fair, unfair, and I bring it on. Most I times it. deserved. I own it. I own it. You can't work in radio and not own the, the fun, uh, you know, I'll just use the word ball busting. I, I do, in general, want Pete to relax. I think yeah. Pete's... Pete, as a person, would be better served by taking the edge off. A show becomes more awkward if you have four parts with a microphone on in front of them and one you have to tippy-toe around when you can joke with them and when you can't. I think the question becomes, when can we joke with Pete? That's my pr- that's my point. And I mean, Pete's is- a funny guy. When, when, when we're laughing and making jokes, Pete... Pete finds everybody, when, that's the other, Pete's laugh gets me to laugh so hard because when we're making fun of anybody else, including me or you or DA, he cackles and cackles and cackles. But he is like the classic guy who like wants to throw a punch, can't get punched back in the face. And, and same thing, he calls me a fat ass at the end. My Pete is not slender. If I call him a fat ass, oh, that's not right. You shouldn't be saying that kind of thing. That's not right. Had this not happened Wednesday, I thought we were going to spend most of our time today talking about, I guess it was Monday's show. And being off back-to-back extended weekends. Days to burn. And had he said, I've got days to burn, sarcastically, like knowing that we already question his time off issues, Yeah, that would have been one of the funniest things that's ever been said on the show. That would have been an all-time moment if Pete goes, yeah, I'm off the next two Fridays and Mondays because I got days to burn. Ha, ha, ha. But he actually meant it. And... Had we had more time, oh yeah, I probably would have crushed the entire, the entire thing. But so like that that goes to your point. But I think Wednesday, right? It, the, it, the schedule maker it, that handles everybody's days off is telling the world I have days to burn in March. Well, not even that. It's not m- December. It's March. No one has days to burn now. It's March, and he's already been out more days than probably all of us combined. Right. Now I'm about to be gone for seven work days. So I might have pushed 
pulled the group forward, but he just took off four days. Right. So he probably is going to stay in the lead in that category. There's a lot to unpack there. So maybe that was what we'll do in the future. But for for today, for Wednesday, I he was an innocent victim, an innocent bystander caught shrapnel ah. for no reason. But again, it was harm. It was a stupid thing. It's an NIT bracket about getting slapped in the face of Kilbasa where I lost. And by the way, as you point out, very uninventful. I had lost this thing three weeks ago, which was the other part of this where I would disagree with DA on. DA basically made a an editorial decision to not let the listeners know it was over when we all knew it was over. Well, except Spoiler except alert. they knew it was over too. And his point was, well, we got to string out the drama as if. What we were watching the games with some right. kind of drama. None of us were. No, nobody was hoodwinked Tactical by this. Tactical error by DA, which yes. is fine. We all have had them clearly. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, in the end, who cares? We all you have fun with it. Have fun right. with the fact that Cap was trying to come up with a little controversy. I'm poking a little fun back to basically mentally shut down. Say I'm going to say some things here and end it with your fat ass. Fat ass. <laughs> and I... by the way. Yafetis ends up being hysterical. He didn't mean for it to be hysterical. It was, it was out of anger. It was the greatest end of a segment ever. Him it, going, here come two more promotions. Pause. Fat ass. Fat ass. <laughs> just, yeah. I just urging it. all the listeners to keep in mind here. Uh, you know, we're trying to have fun with your morning show, as you would with Big Baby Yeah, Lando. and I'm, I would normally be on your side, but I thought Wednesday's hit on Pete was unnecessary. All right, well, there you have it, Bogus. Company man. Where can we follow Bogus on uh, Twitter? At P2Brackets. <laughs> you can follow me at Joey underscore Zana. Take care, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.